Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is Sean, host of the PKD Black Box Podcast. Now, um, this week we were supposed to air the favorite 90s action television shows episode with myself, Donnie Salvo, Daryl Taylor, and John Carroll. But unfortunately, due to an editing gaffe which corrupted the entire episode, um, we lost the episode. So there will be no favorite 90s action television uh, episode this week. However, I've talked with the respective people that were part of that episode, and we're going to do it again. We're going to record it again, and we hope to air it sometime in March or April. So be on the lookout for that. I apologize uh, to everybody that was waiting for that episode, um, but unfortunately, technology kicked us in the butt. So in the meantime, uh, enjoy this episode of Tales from the Attic in its place. And uh, after Tales from the Attic on Friday, you will hear a Carol Chronicles episode. It's been a while since uh, John's been able to podcast, but he's able to put out a fresh episode of the Carol Chronicles. So you will get a Tales from the Attic coming up next, followed by a Carol Chronicles in a couple of days. So please enjoy those episodes and note that the month of February, we're dedicating it to the ladies, so be on the lookout for interviews uh, with me and the Princess cast, uh, Jessica Mills of the Awkward Embraces web series. We will be talking with Lori Thomas of Comic Book Roadshow and Realms of Gold podcast, and we will also talk with Danny O'Brien and Bill Ellis of the All New Issues webcomics. So February is going to be a fun month, so stick around for that, and we will continue to give you what you need, and hopefully... You'll like it. So enjoy the show. Take it away, Donnie. Exciting adventures of adventure of tales from the attic, and this is what I do here on the exciting adventures. <laughs> I screwed up my own intro. This is what I do here. I go up into my attic. Okay, I reach into a long box. I grab a random comic, and we go through it together. Happy days. See, it's exactly what we do, and it's fun, and I enjoy it. And I, and I like doing this with you. But anyway, before we jump into our comic, let's get down to business. <gasps> Tonight's episode is brought to you by Headlocks and Headaches, brother. Headlocks and Headaches is a webcomic that tells you the tales told between the turnbuckles, brother. With body slams and laughs aplenty. Oh, yeah. If you love professional wrestling, then this is the webcomic just for you. Created by Dean Stahl. 
go to www.headlocksandheadaches.com, brother. That was the best I could do. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. It's the best I can do. Sometimes you just got to do your best. And our comic today is Detective Comics featuring Batman number 671. In our opening page, this is, I'm sorry, written by Chuck Dixon. Yay! Penciler Graham Nolan. Yay! And it opens up, and we have the Joker in a director's chair with a with a uh, bullhorn in his uh, in his hand, and the back of the director's chair says J. Dot K E R R. See what they did there? And he's saying to us, "Picture's worth a thousand words." So how do they go through the treatments and the heights? I'll just show you what I'm talking about. Roll the test reel, baby. Five, four, three. Death of Batman. Test reel. Take one. And it's a Joker and his henchmen, and they're running in a back alley. And it says, this will be the crime of the century. The police will never expect suspect us. Jeez, boss. We're doomed, boys. And it's a close-up of Batman's face. The criminals are, are a cowardly and superstitious lot. If you quail in terror before the Batman, and it's a midget dressed in a Batman costume because it is the Joker, and that was awesome. And he goes, cut the projector. They've seen enough. I just wanted to whet the, your appetites, gentlemen. Now, could we talk art and financing? And the Joker is pitching this to Hollywood. He has a director, a producer. He's got even a producer's assistant there. Um, and... Uh, now, this is the 90s, so a lot of dudes have, um, Joker has a mullet. I'm not afraid to say that. Joker has a mullet. Business in front, party in the back. And so does this Hollywood exec. And he goes, brilliant filmmaking, Joker. Top drawer stuff. I see a big opening weekend. And the uh, studio exec is like, high concept, mega, merch mega, mega merchandising possibilities. And it tells a story. Paragon Pictures would be interested in developing this film, and the and the and the other dude, the nervous guy with the mullet, is like, uh, Mister Zedmore, I called you out here uh, because if I didn't, the psycho would have killed me. And uh, he's all can the hard sell Berkowitz. The property has box office written all over it, so he wants to. He want he goes and he just like a true Hollywood exec. He goes. I'll give you ten million to go into pre-production, but you got to lose the dwarf. And the Joker's like, who's the Joker is actually wearing a DC Comics jacket too. That's pretty cool. Egads, the Joker says, I will not, sp I will not despoil my vision. Already, my artistic integrity is assaulted. And the casting of Little Lenny is, <laughs> is at the very core of this film's soul. And a children's-sized costume was all I could get on short notice. Oh, well, Lenny will find some other work. And uh, so they're, they're, the, the studio execs are kind of arguing back and forth. He's like, you know, he's like, you can't. He's talking about killing the Batman for real. This guy's a homicidal maniac. He's dangerous. He's a criminal. A criminal. Criminal. And uh, studio exec 
Mr. Big Cheese there says, this is the movie business, Berkowitz. You just listed the man's assets. Uh, and he goes, when can we start shooting footage, Joker? And he says, as soon as I'm done casting, Mr. Zedmore. And uh, his assistant's going to fax the contracts to the Joker in the morning. The Joker has a fax, a fax machine. <laughs> and the Joker, he goes, all my life in Gotham I felt alone, unappreciated. My idiosyncrasies, my sense of fun, all misunderstood, all wasted. And to think all these years I've simply been in the wrong town. Hooray for Hollywood. Awesome. And, uh... Yeah, so the studio execs like, you know, when are you gonna be film done with casting? And and uh, he's like, you know, he he's putting a he's putting the word out for their lead, and we cut to Gotham. I think we're in Gotham. It doesn't really say. We cut, and Batman with this is the armored Batman. This is the Azrael Batman. So this is the Az Bat Batman. If you will. So Bruce Wayne's back has been broken. And Azrael has taken over the mantle. And uh so the Joker is trying to get the man who was born for the role. <laughs> He's trying to get his attention. And there's a woman in an alley. She's screaming, Help, dear God, help me. And uh so Batman swoops in. And I gotta say, I know this is this is the 90s. What is this? 94. Okay. But this Batman armor shit is, it's horrible. I did, this is, it's not Batman. You know what I mean? I mean, for me, if you're out there and you love it, well, God bless you. You love it. You read this book over and over. You do, you do your thing. But for me, I just can't. It's ridiculous. Why did everybody need armor in the 90s? I don't get it. Anyway. So, as Bats swoops down and he's in between the woman and her muggers, which you've turned to find out is Dracula with a sword, Frankenstein with a club, and the Wolfman. And Israel is actually saying, this cracks me up, it's as though I've seen them before. Monsters, creatures that haunt the late show. That's where I've seen them. And so he takes away, uh, well, he shoots. He has that mechanical hand thing with the claws on it. And he hits, uh, he shoot, and he has the wrist launchers that shoot batarangs. And uh, so he shoots a batarang at Frankenstein. And, uh, he said, these are creatures of someone's design. I could smell the grease paint and latex rubber, giggity goo. They're men masquerading as horror, as horror movie people. Well, no shit, dude. Really? You didn't know that? And so, uh, yeah, he elbows a wolfman in the face, and the mask kind of rips. And then they just, they just take off, man. You got Frankenstein's bleeding, uh, Dracula's all, he lost his sword. They just take off and run. And then the woman is like, wait, you have to stay. And she starts to faint. And he said, I can't just leave her alone here. And so he, he picks her up. 
and you get off panel. This wasn't in the script. And it's the Joker up on a building with one henchman holding a camera. They're recording this. And he goes, the Joker's like, where's the, the tried and true traditional Batman? He changes some kind of metallic outfit. Very techno. And uh, <laughs> the cameraman's going, I heard Daddy done that after tangling with Bane, Joker. And he's just a prima donna. And I wonder if he's changed his motivation as well as his wardrobe. And where's his teen idol co-star? And he says, you want I should keep filming? And by all means, perhaps the rushes will reveal something. The camera never lies, you know. And this hot chick with her short little hairdo and her sports bra. With her, she's wearing a sports bra and a fanny pack and spandex shorts. You can't go in the... In a, in a, in a, in a, in the neighborhoods of Gotham dressed like that, man. What is wrong with you? It ain't safe out there. Gotham's like the most effed up city in the world. And you're dressing. I mean, I know you're jogging and stuff, but join a gym. Stay inside. Something. She got a Fabio poster on her wall. Oh, God. Um, so she wakes up and she's, ah, there's the mechanical Batman as bats standing in front and um, he's like, don't be startled. I only want to make sure you're all right. And she goes, I'm home. How did you? And he goes, your student ID card in your belt pouch. We listed the city's dorm college in your... Who were those men and why were they after you? And she goes, muggers, gangers? I, I don't know. I guess I got into the run. I don't know what that means. I wasn't aware of where I was heading. I'm still shaking. I just want to... And she goes, thank you. And he's gone. And he's, he just jumps out the window with all his armor and pouches. Holy crap, does he have a lot of pouches. And he says, fear. There's something in her voice. Fear. Fear caused in equal parts of her attackers and her rescuer. The girl in the room reminded him of his own college years, his youth. So long ago, before the... Order of St. Dumas, before Azrael, before the Batman, before the Crusade. Dun, dun, dun. We're at Arcada Studios, not the comic company, the movie company. And uh, so they're showing, uh, <laughs> they're showing, the Joker is showing footage. And he says, the elements of the mystery enters into our plot line. A new look for the Batman and a new attitude. Harsher, more brutal. Anyone else care to comment? He's got Siskel and Ebert there. And Siskel's got his thumbs down. And he says, he's updated his image for the 90s Joker. A sleeker look. A Batman who's with for those with a shorter attention span. I can't say I like this new Batman. And then Ebert's like, I won't agree with that. Batman's gone for the retro medieval appearance. With the armor and new weaponry, he presents a classic image of the Dark Knight. And Joker looks at them and goes, Would it kill you two to agree on something for once? As much as I would prefer to tangle with classic Batman as, as opposed to new Batman, we can't delay shooting any longer. We're going into production. And now all the studio, the, the studio head honcho, his hot blonde assistant, and the little weaselly guy with the mullet, 
they're all in a in a jail cell. And the head studio exec, he's just he's on the phone. He don't care. He's in a prison. Neither his assistant. She's doing her nails. The the what do you call it? The uh, the other guy, the the mullet dude, is freaking out. But um, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. I won't be back to the coast for a week or so. This project is hot, and I'll be personally involved. And the other dude's freaking out, and he's like, "Call the police! I can't believe this, this lunatic has us locked in a dungeon." And uh, basically, what he's saying though is, you know, because of him, the, the head honcho of the studio says, because of the mullet dude, that their movie company's going to go bankrupt. It's going to go under because of all the crappy movies he's made, such as. The Last Goon with a Gun, and Armageddon Man 3, and Crocky the Crocodile the Movie. So they need this, because people will pay, you know, hand over fist for it to watch this. It's literally the Batman being killed on big screen. Will it happen? Won't it happen? Come on, you know, you already bought your ticket. Put your money down, man. It's not real. Welcome to the real... All right. So, uh, you know, and <laughs> the head studio guy goes, look, okay, this Joker guy's a little eccentric, I'll give you that. But I worked, I worked with Brando, and after him, the Joker's cake. So uh, the Joker comes over to the cell, and he goes, get an early, st we have an early start tomorrow, get your beauty sleep, ciao, baby. And we go to kids throwing, I think this is Wayne Manor, but I'm not sure, it's all effed up. Uh, there's kids throwing rocks at it, and then all of a sudden the ground underneath them shakes, and they think it's an earthquake, and they run, and it's just weird looking Batmobile as bats is underneath the ground, and he keeps thinking about that chick, man, and how warm she was in his arms. And then all of a sudden he's walking up this little, well, I wouldn't say little, there's about a hundred stairs, and he's going up them, and all of a sudden this ghost comes, and it says, That's real. And he's all, St. Dumas? You are wary of the crusade. And he goes, I see no end to it. As I once felt, marching into the dusty road to tear an Anagatosh, longing to see the gates of fair Jerusalem. The dark city needs you, lad. You are its me merest hope. As the holy lands need the knights of the cross. And so this benightened place needs an avenging demon. So Azrael's going, I think he's going bat, bat shit crazy, actually. And he says, a crusade to save Gotham from itself, but who will save me? Every waking hour is spent as the Batman. Little sleep is haunted by my dreams. Are they my dreams? Are they part of the system? And what about you, St. Dumas? Are you part of my programming, or am I going insane? And he turns around, and he's gone. And so there's... <laughs> so we... Boom! We go to the Joker sitting in his director's chair with his beret and his, and his sweater. And his, his... It's an awesome picture. Anyway, um, he says, it's not just... It's just not working for me, boys. And he's there with two thugs and Siskel and Ebert. And uh, Siskel says to him, he goes, the problem with this is you, there's no theme, boss. 
No rising action. You've barely developed the Batman character. He's two-dimensional. He's flat. And Ebert says, I have to agree. He needs a defining moment. Some incident. He re- Some incident he reacts to that tells us something about him. You can't kill him unless the audience cares about him. And the joke says, motivation. That's what Batman needs. Something to bring, to bring him out of himself. To make him show us the true Batman I've come to know and loathe. He says, get me wardrobe. Get me special effects. Get the cameras loaded. We're going on location. And now Asbats is on the roof of the city college where he dropped the chick off. He can't, he can't get... Her name is Cindy Brooks. He can't get her out of his mind. He's, I think he's in love. And uh, all of a sudden, he, there's a boom from behind him. And uh, it's followed by a, a chemical stink. And he's thinking to himself, could it be a student working in the lab? He doesn't know. But then more movie characters come out. And you got a guy dressed like Leatherface. Uh, one guy dressed like Terminator. And I want to say this other dude looks like a cross between RoboCop and the Rocketeer. So you do what you want with that one. And as Batch just comes down, he beats the crap at him. Because again... These are dudes just in costume. These aren't the real, you know, like crazy kooky things. And they're starting to run away, and they run into this building, and uh, he's just shooting these Batarang Chinese star things at him through his little wrist launchers, and he's in the dark. And he's trying to find where they went. And then all of a sudden, on the wall, it says, Joker Productions presents, and it's in the... and uh, it's showing a movie, and it's it's him kicking the crack crap the crack, <laughs> kicking the crap out of the Wolfman, and uh, rescuing the girl. And he gets mad, and he flings the uh, the projector, and he runs up to the roof, and he's going. He thinks the girl's in trouble, so he's going to her uh, to her dorm, and he's he's you know doing his flippies and whatnot to get there. And he's he's a building a cross, and he's about to go. And uh, he hears glass breaking and a darkly musical sound coming from her room. And boom, he says, "But that's not her falling to her death. It's Robin, and there's someone dressed in a Robin costume that's being flung out of like the I don't know, looks like the twentieth floor." And dun-dun-dun, next issue, smash cut. That's where we leave off. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know I don't know if I have this issue, uh, the one that follows it. I'll have to look. But I'm taking a guess here, and I think they dressed this chick up like Robin and threw her out on the window. I'm just going with that, okay, because it does kind of, it's very, it's, Robin looks very feminine, um. So there you go. That's all I got. Thank you for listening, and um, let me give you my email address, which is Donnie D O N N Y S A L V O at Yahoo dot com. And uh, any comments? You like the show? You hate the show? The show's eh. Any books that you found you think would be kind of cool to do? If I have them, I jump all over it. Um, 
And there you go. And check out our sponsor, Headlocks and Headaches. www.headlocksandheadaches. Created by Dean Stahl. Dean is actually a friend of mine. He did an awesome commission of Golden Glider for me. Uh, I'm looking at it right now on my wall in my comic room. In the recording studio slash comic room slash computer room slash stuff. And uh, so if you see him at a con, get a commission. Check out his, his webcomic. It's funny. It's good. Thank you very much, and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Meet the Joker. Meet the Joker. Meet the Joker.